This is Change Your Mindset Podcast, the podcast that helps change your life by helping change the mindset of the 99% into the 1% mindset. Here's your host, Adrian Gomez. Welcome back to another episode of Change Your Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Gomez. Last year, I made a couple of podcast episodes. First one was on quiet quitting. It was very popular. The second other one was that layoffs have begun. So last year and after the pandemic, employees had the upper hand on employers because obviously employers couldn't hire anybody because there was a shortage of employees and employees could pick whoever they wanted to work for and whoever paid them the most. At the time, employees had the upper hand and employers had to pay employees what they wanted or the employees, if they wanted to leave, the employers would have to pay whatever the employee wanted because they didn't want to lose that employee because it was already hard to find and hire somebody. And a lot of employees took advantage of this because most of them could go wherever they wanted, could make however much they wanted compared to one job. And like I said, employers had would fight for you. And going back to the podcast episode of Quiet Quitting, a lot of people were slowly not doing the job anymore. And they would either quit or they would do the bare minimum. And like I said, if you began entrepreneurship during this time frame, that was perfect because, you know, you work hard, you get rewarded for it. But a lot of people took advantage of this and the employers had no choice to either let you go or keep paying you. But like I said, they're not going to let you go because it was hard at the time to find employees. So you would do the bare minimum and employees got away with a lot at the time. The thing and the problem with that is now... Times have changed. Employees are being let go of now. And employers are now realizing that if they have to make cuts and they have to start firing people, the people that took advantage of the system and took advantage of them during that time frame, those are the people that will get let go first. And like I said, the roles have turned. And the people that stuck around, the employees that didn't complain, that didn't whine, didn't ask for pay grade that stuck around the company or the business and didn't hold the businesses hostage by saying you need to pay me more or I'll quit or I'll leave whatever it may have been those employees will more than likely survive all these firings and those like I said the people that hold the businesses hostage and told them you need to pay more I'll leave those are going to be the first people to go because like I said business owners do remember that and they don't forget stuff like that. And I talked about in previous podcasts last year that we are in a recession. Whether the news tells you or the government tells you or not, we have been. And now you will start realizing and seeing that all these jobs, layoffs are happening. And you will start seeing that we have been in a recession. And maybe the news will start telling you, yes, we are in a recession. Even though all this time we have been. And most people didn't even know about it because... You don't hear this on the news. People don't want to tell you this because they don't want you to be in fear and they don't want you to panic. They don't want you to stop spending your money. And that's why they don't tell you stuff like this. But this year, you will start seeing how bad the economy is and what's going to happen. And once you start seeing, and I'm going to tell you right now, a whole list of companies that are laying off people, you will realize if these companies are laying off people, there is a reason behind it. Because the economy is slow, people aren't buying, which just means that businesses have to start laying off people. Before I get into the list of businesses that have laid off people, 
We were told at the beginning of the year in January that 517,000 jobs were created. That was not true. According to the BLS website, actually 2.5 million jobs were lost. So obviously, the job creation was false. And the reason for this is obviously politicians. We all know this politics plays a big role in the media and stuff. But behind this was the BLS, which takes order from the White House, could not report this actual numbers for political reasons. So, like I said, the media is going to tell you one thing, says everything's great, jobs are created. In reality, it's not. We're in a recession. A lot of people are getting laid off. Like I always say, be an independent thinker. Think for yourselves. Do the research. Don't believe everything you are told. And I would do my best to help financially educate you and keep you up there with news that involves finances. Because obviously, this is a change your mindset podcast, which finance is a big part of being the best version of yourself and being successful. So let's get into all the businesses. And the percentage and amount of employees they have currently laid off. First one, Accenture, nineteen thousand positions. Next, Meta, ten thousand workers. Next, Citigroup, hundreds of jobs. Next, ThoughtWorks, reported five hundred employees. Next, Twitter, about two hundred employees. Next, Disney, seven thousand jobs. Next, a firm, nineteen percent of its workforce. Next. Zoom, fifteen percent of staff. Next, Dell, five percent of workforce. Next, Rivian, six percent of jobs. Next, Blunk, three hundred twenty-five jobs. Next, FedEx, more than ten percent of top managers. Next, HubSpot, seventeen percent of staff, five hundred workers. Next, Dow, two thousand global employees. Next, Spotify, six percent of the workforce, six hundred people. Next, Google around twelve thousand employees. Next, Capital One more than one thousand one hundred tech employees. Next, Wayfair more than one thousand employees. Next, Crypto.com twenty percent of staff. Next, Goldman Sachs an estimated six point five percent of its global workforce, three thousand two hundred staffers. Next. Barely part of Alphabet, reportedly fifteen percent of workers. Next, Coinbase, nine hundred and fifty workers. Next, Salesforce, ten percent of its staff, seven thousand employees. So that's half the list. Next, LinkedIn, two thousand two hundred staffers. Next, Sirius XM, five hundred seventy-five roles. Next, Waymo, reported two hundred roles so far. Next, General Motors reported 500 salary jobs. Next, Yahoo, 20% of employees. Next, DocuSign, 10%. Next, GoDaddy, 8% of workers. Next, eBay, 500 jobs. Next, Pinterest, 150 jobs. Next, BG Media, 8% of staff. Next, Intel, 343 jobs. Next, PayPal, three percent of total workforce, two thousand people. Next, IBM, one point five percent of staff, three thousand nine hundred workers. Next, SAP, up to three thousand positions. Next, 
3M, 2,500 jobs cut. Next, Vox, 7% of staff, 133 people. Next, WeWork, about 300 employees. Next, Microsoft, 10,000 workers. Next, BlackRock, up to 3% of global workforce, 500 rows. Next, BNY, Mellon, 1,500 jobs. Next, DirecTV, 10% of management staff, several hundred workers. Next, Amazon, 18,000 employees. And last but not least, Vimeo, 11% of its workforce. That is a lot of job cuts. And obviously, you're not going to hear all these job cuts on TV and the news or pretty much a lot of places. But just all the businesses I went through that laid off people, it just shows you we are in a recession. There are a lot of layoffs. You might not be hearing about it, but there clearly is. And you need to realize everything you hear is not all great. So you need to be prepared and understand what's happening. This is not the time to go out, start spending your money, buy things you do not need. Because, like I said, there will be tougher times ahead. Everywhere I read, all the newsletters I read, all the people that are into micro and macro economics, they all say the same thing. We will have tougher times ahead financially. And that just leads me to outside the U.S. Because, like I said, I'd keep you updated what's happening inside the United States, but... There's worse things right now happening outside the U.S. that can obviously destroy the country as well. In a podcast episode, I talked about, is this the end of the world dollar currency? As we are all aware, the dollar is used everywhere and accepted everywhere. And like in the podcast I said, and if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend you listen to it as well. Times are changing. The dollar is trying to be overthrown obviously by the BRICS nation and if you want to know exactly why what happened specifically like I said listen to that podcast to keep you updated but once we took our troops out of Afghanistan that was the beginning of the dollar collapse and the reason I say that is because if you look on the US map Afghanistan is very strategically placed between in the middle of Saudi Arabia China and Russia. Afghanistan's literally right in the middle between all three of those. So when we had troops in Afghanistan, we were able to protect the Saudi kingdom. And that's when only the dollar was accepted for gold because we promised Saudi Arabia, you will have our protection if the only currency you accept for oil is the dollar. So once we took all our troops out of Afghanistan, we no longer protected the Saudi kingdom and from that point on they realized if the U.S. is going to abandon us and their own allies and just take off they got with China and Russia to protect them and that's why they're on the list to be part of BRICS and so far 60 countries have applied for BRICS that is a lot of countries and thing I always talk about is don't be naive is this possible that the dollar might not be the world currency anymore? It's possible. A lot. Some people say it's not, but you can't be naive. You always got to prepare yourself and protect your own money no matter what happens. 
you don't want to be blind going into things. So the next topic would be one of our allies, one of our biggest allies is France, or you could say was France. But recently, within the past month or so, France has visited President Xi in China. And obviously, after that conversation, a lot has been dropped on the news. And now France is going to start trading with China. And France was one of our biggest trading partners. So I'm going to read you an article by Politico. And the headline goes, Europe must resist pressure to become America's followers, says Macron. So I'm going to read you half of the article because it's a lot to go through. But if you want, like to read the whole thing, the article was posted on April 9th, 2023. So it starts off, Europe must reduce its dependency on the United States and avoid getting dragged into a confrontation between China and the U.S. over Taiwan. French President Emmanuel Macron said in an interview on his plane back from a three-day state visit to China. Speaking with political and two French journalists after spending around six hours with the Chinese President Xi. During his trip, Macron emphasized his pet theory of strategic autonomy for Europe, presumably led by France to become a third superpower. He said, the great risk Europe faces is that it gets caught up in crises that are not ours, which prevents it from building its strategic autonomy Xi and the Chinese Communist Party have enthusiastically endorsed Macron's concept of strategic autonomy and Chinese officials constantly refer to it in their dealings with the European countries. Party leaders and the theorists in Beijing are convinced the West is in decline and China is on the ascendant and that weakening the transatlantic relationship will help accelerate this trend. The paradox would be that, overcome with panic, we believe we are just America's followers. Macron said in the interview, The question Europeans need to answer, is it in our interest to accelerate a crisis on Taiwan? No. The worst thing would be to think that we Europeans must become followers on this topic and take our cue from the U.S. agenda and a Chinese overreaction, he said. Macron also argued that Europe had increase its dependency on the U.S. for weapons and energy and must now focus on boosting European defense industries. He also suggested Europe should reduce its dependence on the extraterritoriality of the U.S. dollar, a key policy objective of both Moscow and Beijing. If the tenses between the two superpowers heat up, we won't have the time nor the resources to finance our strategic autonomy and we become vassals, he said. Russia, China, Iran, and other countries have been hit by U.S. sanctions in recent years that are based on denying access to the dominant dollar-denominated global financial system. Some in Europe have complained about weaponization of the dollar by Washington, which forces European companies to give up businesses and cut ties with third countries or face crippling secondary sanctions. While sitting in the stateroom at his A330 aircraft in a hoodie with the words French Tech emblazed on the chest, Macro claimed to have already won the ideological battle on strategic autonomy for Europe. 
He did not address the question of ongoing U.S. security guarantees for the continent, which relies heavily on American defense assistance amid the first major land war in Europe since World War II. As one of the five permanent members of the UN Security Council and the only nuclear power in the EU, France is in a unique position militarily. However, the country has contributed far less to the defense of Ukraine against Russia's invasion more than other countries. And that is the end of the article. And underneath the article, there's a little note that you should obviously be aware of. And it goes, as is common in France and many other European countries, the French president's office, known as the Alice Palace, insisted on checking and proofreading all the president's quotes to be published in this article. As a condition of granting the interview, this violates Politico's editorial standards and policy, but we agree to the terms in order to speak directly with the French president. Politico insisted that it cannot deceive its readers and would not publish anything the president did not say. The quotes in this article were all actually said by the president, but some parts of the interview in which the president spoke even more frankly about Taiwan and Europe's strategic autonomy were cut out by the ALISI. And that's the end of the article. So this is what that last part I just talked about. He said more severe things that were not actually published in the article. So he could have said things that were way worse, which he obviously did, but it was cut out. So it makes you wonder how bad and how serious this really is. And my problem with this is a lot of people don't realize what's going on. The U.S. is a superpower as of now, but for how long? The dominoes are falling down. And there was an example of the game Jenga. You know, it's a big tower. You start pulling out little pieces before the whole thing collapses. Obviously, the whole thing is the U.S. Little by little, pieces are getting taken out. Saudi Arabia. France is a big piece. Little by little, pieces are falling out. And eventually, the U.S. will collapse. So the unfortunate truth, um, is it possible? Of course. Will it happen? Who knows? But you got to be aware and understand what's going on. And this is very serious. One of our biggest allies is now working with China. And obviously they want to be more independent. And it's very scary because one country is going to try to provoke the rest of Europe. Little by little we'll start losing allies and we'll be all alone. And once they get rid of the dollar, you need to understand this. If the rest of the world stops using the dollar, all those dollars are going to come back to the US and we will have hyperinflation. You think inflation's bad now? It's gonna be way worse. All those dollars coming in will make your money worthless. You think your money is getting cut right now? Imagine all that money coming back. Your money's gonna be worth even less. And that's not even including all the interest rates that will skyrocket. So this is something you need to think about. Like I said, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not giving you financial advice. Obviously, this is financial education. You need to know what's going on, and you need to protect yourself. Say, like, for myself personally, I don't have 100% cash. Do I have cash? Of course. But I still need to protect myself just in case if a scenario like this happens. If the U.S. goes down and the dollar is not as valuable as it used to be, one thing that's always going to be valuable is precious metals. I talked about this in the other podcasts with the American dollar currency being destroyed 
Gold and silver has always been money, and it's accepted everywhere since the beginning of time. It's always maintained its value, no matter what country, it's accepted and it's priced the same throughout the whole world. And some people believe in crypto. I mean, that's your cup of tea, that's you. Personally, that's not my cup of tea, but you might be into that. But like I said, don't put your whole portfolio into one thing. You need to piece it out, protect yourself, and protect your own money. Because this scenario of this happening is very possible. And eventually, the only way the U.S. can keep the dollar as a world currency, and this happened before, is war. And more unlikely, as a lot of people predict, within the next couple of years, we will be at war with China. So in order to keep the dollar as high as it is, and for everyone else to be where they are and support the U.S., is war. Obviously, war is very profitable, and it's unfortunate, but it's true. But since the beginning of time, if you want to get rid of a competitor, you would go to war. You get rid of the competitor, now your dollar reigns supreme. Whether that happens or not, I hope not, but it's always a possibility. A lot of experts believe that eventually we will go war if China invades Taiwan. If that happens, expect the worst. That's going to be the end of it for this podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. Take your time out of your busy days to listen to this and obviously financially educate yourself and know what's going on in the world. I appreciate it. If you could share with other people, obviously, if they don't know what's going on, it's very important that we get this message out and more people more educated know what's really going on. It would help a lot of people and it would also help the podcast. So I'd appreciate it and help it grow. So I'd appreciate it very much. Whatever platform you're listening to, I'd appreciate if you subscribe. Helps grow the podcast, reach more viewers, audience, helps overall. And I appreciate that too. If you want to be a Patreon member, the link is below. Thank you, Patreon member Blay262 for being a Patreon. I appreciate you for supporting this podcast. Thank you as always. I wish you guys the best and take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Change Your Mindset Podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for a new episode. As always, change your mindset to change your life.